Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Hey, great to see you. This is uh, our third service for the weekend, and what a joy that's been. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, you can keep, I don't, yeah, I won't drink that much, and we're not going to baptize anyone this morning, sir. Hey, uh, great to see you. Great to uh, be able to welcome every one of you, those online as well, because I know there's lots of people there that are a part of this service as well. And uh, we just pray that this service, along with the other ones, uh, will really say something to you. We pray that it won't just be another Christmas service that we get to be a part of, but that it'll be something where God will talk to you and maybe touch your heart. That's always the most important thing from our perspective. Great to have the kids with us, by the way. Don't worry, dads and mums. You know, unless they start screaming, I can talk louder than any of them. Uh, well, at least I think so, though. We'll see how that goes. Hey, uh, one of the things we always love to do in this church at any rate is to honour people's giving. It's never a minor thing to us. It's never a small thing. It's never something we just gloss over quickly. Uh, we always want to thank God for the generosity of, uh, you know, uh, God's people. I heard someone say just yesterday, something was free. And I thought, well, you know, whenever you hear that, you know that it might be free at that end, but somebody paid at the other end. And I thank God for all the people in this church who keep on saying, we want the gospel to be free. Uh, on Saturday morning, Pastor Bruce was online with Anna, who was up here on the stage, doing a Facebook Live presentation. She told me yesterday, or last night, there's been two and a half thousand views of that uh, hour and a half session they did in Albanian uh, to Albanians all around the world. But you know, none of that happens because, well, it just happens. It happens because somebody paid a price. And I want to say on this day where we honour Jesus who paid a price, I want to honour you for your giving. Say thank you to you. Every one of you that's a part of this church, you are the most generous people on planet Earth. Let me pray for your giving. Father, we thank you for all that we get to be a part of. There are so many parts of the world that right now have been touched because your people have reached out, gone the extra mile, done more than enough. Father, I pray you'll bless them and bless their home. I pray that they'll see an abundance, not just financially, but in every part of their life and world. I pray, God, that their business won't just be a burden, a, a job to get through, but there'll be a joy for them in it. Father, I pray that there'll be great opportunities in every part of life for each one that's a sower into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Don't forget, by the way, of course, uh, is today Monday? Yes, today's Monday. Uh, sorry, it's been a bit of a blur for me. I said to Rhonda yesterday, does it feel like Christmas Eve to you? And she said, no, it doesn't. I said, good, because it sure doesn't to me either. I feel like it's just uh, ramped up and kept on running all the way through. Uh, but I know that, uh, you know, there's so much going on around the place and <laughs> Dad, I'm tired. I got up so early. How many people got up early, by the way? I saw a couple of the youngsters. Oh, okay. And the youngsters. I saw a couple of the youngsters yawning earlier. And I thought, okay, that's someone who got out of bed way too early. 
Uh, lots of stuff going on. Next Sunday, of course, is New Year's Eve. We've got a great service in the morning, communion there for that. Then on Sunday the 7th, first Sunday of the year again, we're having communion because we wanted to kind of bookend the last Sunday of the year, first Sunday of the next year celebrating Jesus. And uh, we're also planning to have a water baptism in that uh, Sunday the 7th. I spoke to a couple last night, new, and they said, we want to get baptised. So uh, let us know. Talk to Pastor Bruce if you want to know more about that or just email him, bruce at metrochurch.org.au and that would be great. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, you're not going to believe this. Well, probably you will. Uh, but believe it or not, there was no collusion between Tessie, the worship leader up here, and myself today when it comes to what I'm going to speak on. Isaiah 9, verse 6. I don't think I've ever spoken on this, certainly not at Christmas time. Let me give it to you quickly. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over His kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. We never planned on this. I didn't know they were going to sing that song. Certainly didn't know she'd read that scripture. But I've been thinking about why God has so many names. And wondering why does God have to have such a plethora of names attached to Himself? And well, then that made me think about, like I know I came to the party late, but I only discovered a week or two ago that apparently J.K. Rowling is also Robert Gilbraith. Is that right? Galbraith? I didn't know that. I just thought J.K. Rowling was J.K. Rowling. But apparently she writes under the the pseudonym of uh, Robert Galbraith. And and I guess she wanted to have an alias. Maybe she wanted to see how she'd go in terms of readability if her her fame wasn't a part of the contract. So she wrote under another name. But then I made to think about King Charles. King Charles's name, if I've got this right, is Charles Philip Arthur George. And whatever his surname is, I know that when he becomes king, he's allowed to change it. He can call himself whatever he likes. But you know, if you read up on that, you'll discover why he called, why his parents call him that name. Uh, all those names represent people in his lineage that he wanted to be associated with, that he wanted people to understand that's who I am and what I'm a part of. And so when it comes to God, there are so many names that he talks about. Uh, your name means something, no doubt. Like I discovered this morning, because I looked it up, that Leanne, who was up here in Keys, her name means to twine around. Now, if it had said to twirl around, I would have got it. But it means to twine around. Uh, Mitchell. Mitchell's down in the broadcast studio because we're online and live there. Well, Mitchell's name means who is like God. Now, I'm not sure really that he's like God at all. Um, I just think that his parents gave him that name, hoping that that would give him something to rise toward. 
We've got a couple of Brian's here. Brian means noble. Uh, so, uh, you know, my name, by the way, Jeffrey. Jeffrey means angelic. So straight away, you know that naming your child something has got no impact at all on their life. It doesn't mean they're going to turn out like that. But when God gives us all of His names and this whole pile of them in there and others scattered throughout the Bible, when God gives us His name, His name always is a revelation of who He is, of His character. It's a revelation of who God is. It's not God going, look, I thought I'd add another one in to give you another one to talk about. It's God saying, this is who I am. This is my nature. Like this one called Jehovah Sid, can you? It means the Lord, our righteousness. It means God cannot do anything evil nor be a part of anything evil. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, because He said, I am the Lord. So when Jesus came in Acts 10.38, says He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. It wasn't because he was trying to do something spectacular or charismatic. He wasn't trying to be Pentecostal. He was simply revealing part of the nature of who God is, what God's like. So when the angel says to Mary, you shall call His name Jesus, He says, for He will save. In other words, it's just who God is. God can't help Himself from saving. When He calls Himself Emmanuel, which means God with us, it's because that's who He is and the way He's present with every single one of us in our life. And thank God for that. But I want to give you just quickly this morning four things about God and His names that you need to understand, I think, if you and I are going to walk with God. Because this is not about a Christmas card sermon. This is not about having a couple of moments where we reflect on the Christmas story. I want to give you something to take into your this week and for what you're going to encounter in this year to come or maybe how to process some of the things that you have already walked through in this year. Number one, the name of God, the names of God are immutable. Immutable just simply means they cannot be changed. Nothing that happens. You know, I often reflect on the fact that uh, philosophers for thousands of years now have been saying that the church would end, that there'd be no more church, that Christianity would die out, uh, that all manner of that science has said, well, there's a God gene and we don't need that anymore. And yet it seems to me that over and over again, I I was listening to a podcast this week, a secular one, and they were talking about the rise of astrology in the occult right now. And they're saying, how can all these intelligent people, how can all these scientifically based people, because it's a science podcast, how can all these science people actually believe in something like that? And this was the conclusion they came to. They said there is something in the heart and nature of man that longs for a deeper meaning to life and a deeper truth than just the facts. You know, people have been saying for years, you don't need God. But His names are immutable. He will be God with us no matter what anyone says. He will be God with us no matter what circumstances we encounter. He's there with us. He will save me. Jesus is not just, listen, He's not just there to save you at the point of your initial contact with Christ. 
He's not just your Saviour when you get to that moment where you surrender to Christ, where you say yes and invite Him into your life. He is your Saviour for every day thereafter. He is my Saviour for every day. I need Him to save me. Now every day, not in the sense that I'm so poor or weak or broken or so destitute of any strength. I don't mean it like that. I just mean that if you're going to live a big God kind of life, then you need a God who's Emmanuel every day. You need a God who's Jesus the Saviour every day. You need a God who's the everlasting Prince of Peace every day of your life. So it's immutable. The second thing is that it's eternal. Thank God it's not just for a moment, but it's for all time and beyond time because there will be a time, that's what eternity is, when there'll be no more time. There'll be no more measuring of days and weeks and hours and months and years. We will live in beyond time. And His names are eternal. They will last forever. He is Almighty God beyond all time. Read the end of the Bible whenever. You know, I think about this one a lot because right now in the midst of all the world's upheavals, all the stuff going on, we've just come out of three of the most difficult years in my entire lifetime. And then there's conflicts just about all over the world, it seems, and all manner of stuff. I was talking to a, a man in our church here this morning who FIFO and telling me about some of the stats and the rise in all kinds of uh, family breakdowns and stuff that's occurring in that zone. And I know that in the midst of all of those things, people get very worried and they go, well, God, what's happening and what's going on and how can I be sure about tomorrow? Well, the only way I know of is to read the back of the book and see that He's in charge, see that He's in control, see that Jesus is still on the throne. The devil hasn't shifted Him off. Neither has any world government or power. He's there. His names are eternal. They will last through every season you ever encounter, every single time. Here's the third one. His names are immeasurable. In other words, there's no limits to them. I was saying to somebody just this last week, you know, when we're talking about forgiveness and, you know, Peter asked Jesus, Lord, how often shall I forgive my brother? Seven times. He thinks he's been really way out there. He thinks he's going, Jesus, I will be your best disciple. I'm going to do seven. Not just once. I'm really going for it. And Jesus said, not seven times, but 70 times seven. That's 490 times. Now, 490 times, let's assume that you're awake for 16 hours a day. 16 hours a day, if my maths are correct, is 960 uh, minutes of a day. And 490, that means almost once every two minutes, you'd have to forgive somebody for the same thing, the same person. Think about that a minute. That's like, hello, none of you are that bad that you need forgiveness every two minutes from the same person, do you? Although I do see some, some couples nudging one another. <laughs> Think about it a minute. Now, if Jesus said, that's what I require from you, how much more is He going to do for us? He's God and we're not. We are human with all of our frailties. He's not, He's the eternal, He's immutable, but He's also immeasurable. The, you cannot exceed God's capacity. One of the things that's amused me over the years is when I've offered to pray with people, I go, oh no, save it for someone else, you know, because, you know, other people need it more than me. 
And I always look at him and go, what well, do you think God's going to run out? You know, like he's only got one thing in the cupboard. And if we use it up, you know, I, I don't think we pray and ask God for too much. I think we pray and ask God for too little. I think there's so much more. You know, I don't mock people that ask God for parking spaces. I'd go, while you're at it, ask Him for a new car. Amen. You know, while you're at it, ask Him for something great. My wife has always said all her married life, if you're going to have a miracle, you may as well have a big one. Amen. And I agree with that. He, he's immeasurable. He will exceed every capacity you have. There are people, no doubt, who are listening to me today, either here or online, and you think to yourself, you know, I've exhausted God's capacity for mercy. He could not forgive me again. God, how many times have I asked you? See, you bore yourself with it. You wear yourself out asking Him for help, but He's not bored of you. He's never tired of listening to the cry of His children. He's never tired of listening to the, the heartbeat of somebody that's looking for Him. The Bible says His eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth looking for somebody that He can reach and touch. And so I know there's nobody that's beyond His ability. There's nobody that's exceeded His capacity. The story of the prodigal son that almost all of us would know. The father is out there, but what the verses don't tell you is that he never had a word of knowledge that the son was coming home that day. See, he went out every day. From the day the son left and him not knowing what was going on goes every afternoon and says, I'm looking for my son to come home. I'm looking for the prodigal to return. I want you to know that no matter who you are, where you are, no matter how far away you've gone, there is always a way back to God and to His presence. Amen. Here's number four, last one here. It's not only immutable, unchangeable. It's not only eternal, beyond a moment, or immeasurable, no limits, but it's indescribable. Whatever it is that you can imagine, whatever it is that you can imagine, He's more than that. One of my favourite verses is that one in Ephesians, Now unto Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even think according to the power that works in us. You know, the best advice I ever got, I think, as a young Christian was from my pastor who uh, I didn't know all that well at the time, but I remember he said to me, and maybe said it to others as well at the same time, I, I can't recall that. I, I remember hearing it though. He said, here's my advice. He said, make Jesus your best mate. And being an Aussie, I understood the whole concept of mateship and what it means that you're there and you never let them down. You're always there for them. And so I remember times in my life where I've said to Jesus, Lord, I need you to do this. I would do it for you. I need you to do it for me. And you know, I have not gone wrong in my life so far by saying to Jesus, you're my friend. See, I believe that He came to save, but I also believe He came to fellowship. He came to be with us. Amen. Please don't be a Christian who just lives your life out of serving God. Uh, thank God for all those of you that do. But live a larger life with God, a richer spiritual life than just one that says, God, this is what I'll do for you. This is what you'll do for me. Why don't you live a life of fellowship with God? Philippians says, talks about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. In other words, God wants us to be with Him. You know, 
Uh, yesterday morning I, or yesterday afternoon, I rang my friend Marcus Ardern in New Zealand. And uh, he's uh, over there, doesn't have a family that he's going to be able to celebrate Christmas with, etc. And so I rang him up just to say, hey, mate, thinking about you and Merry Christmas. And we chat about the things of God and about all these deep things. And then we chat about plants because he used to be a nurseryman. And we talk about plants and and we talk about some other silly thing that's going on. You know what I mean? When you fellowship with somebody, it's not business. Fellowship with somebody's friendship, isn't it? When was the last time that you had friendship with the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you just got out of bed and said, Lord Jesus, I'm so glad to be here? When was the last time you thanked Him for all that you have and for all that you get to do? When was the last time you said, God, what a privilege I have. What a privilege I have to be able to serve you, whatever that looks like, however grand or great or however anonymous it is. It's indescribable. Whatever you can imagine of His friendship, He's more than that. Whatever you can imagine of His mercy, He's more than that. Whatever you can imagine of His grace, He's more than that. Whatever you can imagine of His strength, He will be more than that to you, I promise you. The God of this book, the God of so many great names is the God who wants to be close to us. I think of all the names of Jesus, the one that perhaps I think people most need in this world in which we live is the word or the name Emmanuel. It says God with us, God with us, not God looking at us. You know, uh, who was it sang that song years ago? What if God was one of us? Just a stranger on the bus, trying to make his way home. Well, for a start, God's not lost. And for a start, I don't think God wants to try to hide. I don't think God is trying to be anonymous in the crowd. I think He's wanting to reveal Himself to people. I think He's wanting you and I to know Him. I thank God when I look back over the years and see all the ways that God reached to me and all the ways that God made Himself known to me. And they weren't initiated by me. They weren't initiated by my great spiritual life, but by God reaching to me. Amen. Come on, let's pray together. Father, we thank You for Your names. Thank You, Lord, that You want to save and You want to be with us. You want to bring peace to our life. Lord, I thank You that all those things are things that are in Your nature. They're who You are. They tell us this is what God's like. Father, I pray today in Jesus' Name for every person listening, every person a part of this service in the building or online. I thank You, Lord, for each one of them. I pray, God, for people that feel maybe in their life that somehow or other they've drifted too far, they'd never find their way back. But Lord, You are waiting for them and reaching for them. I pray for people here, Lord, who've never heard the Name of Jesus, really. They don't know about You and all they know is that Christmas is the birth of Jesus. But Lord, I pray that today You will touch each heart and each life. Lord, because You're the one who's looking. It's not me, it's You. You're looking for them. You're reaching for them. You're going out into the crowds. Lord, You're going out into where people live and touching their life. And we thank You for that in Jesus' Name. Just while heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here today and you say, Jeff, I need to find my way back to God. I want to find Him. He's looking for me and I want to say yes to Him. Can I lead you in a simple prayer right where you are? Prayer that just says, Jesus, 
come into my life. In all the years that we have been doing this in so many different ways, we've done it. I'm never tired of the fact that at this moment, somebody will say yes to Jesus. At this moment, someone will say, it's my moment, I'm gonna come to God. If that's you, would you pray this prayer just after me, Lord Jesus, thank You for dying for me. Thank You for loving me and wanting me. I'm saying yes to You today, receiving You into my life. Forgive me and help me from now on. Thank You, Jesus. Amen. 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 You can look this way. If you've said yes to Christ today, it will be life-changing for you, no doubt. I don't believe it's possible to have Jesus come into your life and your life to remain the same. If you are sincere in that decision to follow Christ, why not let us know about it? Simply text YES, Y-E-S. The number's up there on the screen, 0488-826-392. If you'd rather get our encouragement via email, then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. Either way, we will encourage you and help you. We'll start praying for you. I'm not sure everyone knows this, but the moment a yes text comes in, our prayer team hear about it and they begin praying. And you say, but they just have my phone number. They won't know my name. That's okay. God knows your name. And we're not asking people to do something. We're asking God to do something for you. I thank God for all the people that helped me when I first became a Christian. And I didn't know much and I didn't know where parts of the Bible were. I didn't understand much of it. But there were people that were there to help. We want to be that for you. And so we will send you each morning uh, a Bible verse and a prayer related to that Bible verse. It's different every day. You get it for 30 days, completely free, no strings attached. And then of course, if you want more after that, we've developed a whole lot more uh, parts like that that you can be involved with and you can allow God to speak to your life. So send in your yes, 0488 our Amen. Buon Natale. Ah, Sebastiana Caracci. Oh, they're in the plane. Must be Wi-Fi in the plane. Beautiful. Well, it's Merry Christmas. Here we go. I think, Tessie, we're going to sing one final song. Leo, the mighty Leo, is prepared out there again for us. Christmas cake, white Christmas. You know what that is? You young people, you have no idea of the beautiful traditions that your forefathers. Do you know what White Christmas is? You got an idea? Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, it's just a delightful sweet. Uh, that's out there for you, White Christmas and eggnog. Do they drink eggnog in Indonesia? No, not the Philippines either. I'm guessing. No. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, no. Eggnog, no, not a thing. Not a thing in Scotland. No, really? Okay. Is there anybody come from a culture where you drink eggnog? Two of you do. Great. Well, there's eggnog enough for everybody, so go help yourself. <laughs> Come on, let's stand together. We're going to sing Joy to the World. God bless you. Thank you for being here this morning. Look forward to seeing you on New Year's Eve. 
at 9.30 in the morning, that one. Beautiful.